Welcome back to Unfiltered Goals with Colin Gouda. What's up, y'all? Whether this is your first time or you're joining us again for the 18th time, we're glad you're here. Happy to share some, just some small little tidbit life updates. And then we have a sort of relevant topic because of a, a recent documentary. Today, we're going to talk about church. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> But before we get there, what's happening? What's going on in our lives, Cole? We are officially 19 days away from the wedding. Ooh. So holy shit about that. Yeah. I'm looking around our kitchen table right now and we are literally drowning in either wedding decor or registry gifts or just anything you could possibly imagine for the wedding. Which as a preliminary thank you to our lovely friends that have purchased gifts already. Your thank you cards are on the way. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Cole's beautiful handwriting has written them. I try. I I promised I was I'm gonna write some. You will But yes. it's it's to the people that are closest to me because they'll understand, oh yeah, it's Gouda is handwriting. That or they wouldn't be if you they know you wouldn't be offended if you're if they reached out being like, What does this letter say? Because I can't read it. <laughs> Unlike people from my family or my friends who would be like, Oh gosh, this is awkward. I can't read your letter. Yeah. And with 19 days left, we just had our lovely trainer. His name is Mark. And Shout out, Mark. Yeah, if you're listening, Mark, what's up? We, we, so we had Mark come over, and so Mark is going to help us with specifically Boone, our, our youngest, because our doggos, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but our dogs are going to be in the wedding. Mm -hmm. There will be lots of pictures, so we'll share those out with the world. But yeah, Boone's walking with me and Cole's mom, and then Finney is walking with one of my um, groomsmen because he is a bride's pup. He is a bride's pup. He's going to be the cutest bride's pup you'll ever see. And they both have bow ties. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. So Mark was here the other day just like working with us and working with Boone on how to make sure that the boys are on their best behavior on wedding day, although they're both just very good dogs. So I don't think we're going to have any problem. I'm just honestly so excited to see how cute they both look in their wedding bow ties and just like how excited everybody is going to be that they're there. And yeah, I, I'm just really excited because who doesn't love two cute puppies being around for a wedding? 100%. Yeah. They're going to look so cute. And then Vegas is in a few days for myself and remind the people what vegas is for my bachelor party yep. cole had her fun in cabo i have my fun in vegas it's because all my guy friends got married recently we did different unique things one was including nashville and we thought well, what better thing to do than to go party in vegas yeah i mean you guys have gone to nashville you guys have gone to michigan you guys have yeah you guys have gone to lots of different places so vegas will be a good time Hopefully everybody is safe. Yes, absolutely. And that's really all I care about is people being safe and it's smart. Mike, my best man, has basically the schedule already set. It's just because, not to have an itinerary, but because things that require RSVP or uh, uh, scheduling in advance, he went ahead and took care of all that stuff. Like the cabana for the pool, driving cars. A comedy show, uh, not a comedy show, a magic show, which I'm super excited about. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'll give you an update when, when I get back next week. Yeah, that will be next week. It's crazy. Crazy. My parents will be here while Josh is gone for a little bit, just helping me get some last minute wedding stuff done. I know my dad is probably very excited about that. 
But yeah, I've got some plans with some friends while Josh is gone. Gotta hang out with my boys. It'll be a good time. The show. So yeah, those aren't nearly as fun updates as I feel like we normally have. But you know what? That's just because some weeks are more exciting than others. Lots of life happening. That's oh, cool. Yeah. We're just moving and grooving. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. How did I forget? So I have to mention this. I started a show. It's not a new show. It's in fact an old show. But shout out to my mother because I know she is going to be just smiling ear to ear when she hears this. Forever, she has been harassing me to watch a show. She The reasons why she told me to watch Ted Lasso is because she said, I grew up, I've played soccer my whole life, so it's a soccer show. She said it's just really like lighthearted and fun and it's, it's got some serious stuff too but like it's just overall a really good positive show and then she said the other reason why i would like it so much is because they say the word fuck so many times in the show and she was like nicole there's so many f words you would love it so shout out to my mom i finally caved i was just being a butthead which i do sometimes because it was it's one of those things like everyone's obsessed with taylor swift i'm never gonna jump on the taylor swift bandwagon but, like, everybody was talking about Ted Lasso for so long. It was winning all the awards. I was like, nah, I don't need to do it. I'm good. I started watching it, not just watching it, binging it. I've been watching it for the last couple of days, and I'm already on the last season. So I approve. I understand the hype now. I can't even pick a favorite character because they're basically all my favorite characters at different times in the show. But Roy is fucking hilarious. And the way he always just screams F-words is just highlight of my day honestly so yeah wanted to give my mom a shout out and let everyone know that i finally caved and i finally am watching ted lasso and i approve and that is all i gotta watch it yeah that's oh you would love it you would think it was hilarious you'd be like what are they saying because they're really hard to understand at times mm. no offense to british people but really hard to understand sometimes but yeah. overall you would love it nice all right let's do this thing let's talk about church as Skinny Pete would say, charge. Not Skinny Pete. Oh, God. Speaking of another amazing show. Yeah. Breaking, shout out Breaking Bad. Yeah, if you don't know where that reference is from, it's it's from Breaking Bad. But Skinny Pete used to say charge <laughs> a lot. All right. So why is it relevant? So we just recently got done watching. We watched it separately, actually. We watched, what is the documentary called? The, some, the Secrets of Hillsong, I Secrets think. of Hillsong. It's on Hulu if anyone wants to watch it. Yeah. And basically it goes back through. And honestly, whoever produced it, wrote the show. Did like, a great job. They did a fantastic job writing that show. The So the way it's done, if you haven't watched it yet, is it goes sort of through the history like of, of the creation and expansion of Hillsong. And to not get into too many spoilers, there are founders who are guilty of child sexual abuse. Yeah, many things. Which is uh, horrible, but that's like the root from which all bad things stemmed from. And it goes on to explain how funds were used inappropriately, how staff members were treated orally. But I think the thing that sticks out most to me, and we'll get into this, but this is the reason why, or the biggest problem rather that I have with churches and organized religion, I have a problem with churches operating as a business. And what that means essentially is they operate to maximize their dollar amount taken in. And they really don't have taxes to deal with because they, they just 
they're classified as a church and they, they don't have to be taxed. They also, it's, it spoke in a lot of detail on that show specifically about churches operate with volunteerism basically as a core of how they make it, right? But Hillsong and other mega churches out there, they since they operate like a business, they utilize, or I should say, take advantage of volunteerism to ensure that their bottom line is kept safe. So like they're maximizing the amount of money, again, that they're bringing in. So yeah. we wanted to talk about churches and sort of our thoughts around where where we've been, what we grew up with, where we are now. And yeah, we thought it would be interesting to chat about. Yeah. I think before we jump into it again, we are always talking about our opinions on this show. And by no means are our opinions what everyone should believe. We are just being open and honest about what we believe and what we stand for. Just putting that little warning out there because I know that this in particular, religion, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, can be a very taboo conversation to have, a taboo yeah. topic, and 100%. can cause a lot of really big issues when people disagree. And yeah, I think there's even some things about church and whatnot that Josh and I disagree on, but that doesn't mean that we're not willing to listen to each other. Um, yeah, for sure. That it's, yeah, it's, if like you said it perfectly, it's an opinion Yeah, that we can have opinions, but we're not going to condemn anybody for going to church or, or choosing uh, to not go to church. This is not about religion like and beliefs. This is more about an institution that we have thoughts on. Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start on like the history of Yeah, you can start. Church in our lives. Okay. I never like saying that I was raised in a religious home because that makes it sound like I don't know, that it was like super strict and just all of that kind of stuff. I was raised in a church family. So we started going to church as long as I can remember. My parents were not founders, but they were the, in the very beginning of the, the congregation of the church that I grew up in. They were there before it became a, a pretty large church. I wouldn't consider it a mega church, but some people do. Yeah, the, the founding pastor, the lead pastor was someone very important in my life. And I think he did a lot of really great things for that church and that community. He sadly passed away a couple years ago from cancer. But you're never going to hear me say anything negative about him or what he did for the church because he was like another dad to me. And I think in just their purest forms, he represented what a Christ follower looked like better than most, leading with love and staying away from judgment and persecution and all of those just things that I think Christians are known for nowadays. So yeah, I grew up going to that same church. I played the role well of the kid that was either spending all my free time at church or spending all my free time with my church friends. I didn't, yeah, I, I made a lot of really great friends when I was younger and in high school going on mission trips, serving as a, a camp counselor, doing all the things that I think at that time in my life I felt like I should be doing as like a good Christian girl. I look back now and I don't regret being as involved in the church because I was even serving like before I was out of elementary school. I was like serving with the little kids and things like that. I don't regret serving because I think being able to serve other people turned into or inspired me to go into the social work field. So I don't regret it at all. I think when I look back on that time, 
I think I put a little bit too much value on that like role in my life versus some other things. Mm. Like when I could have focused more on my academics or when I could have focused more on my sports or what the friends of mine that I saw every day at school, I just like dove headfirst into this I don't even know what to call it. Just good girl, good Christian girl kind of vibe. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that it wasn't who I really was. But then again, who knows who they actually are when they're 16. I played around with my own relationship with God and Jesus and church when I went to college. I would say freshman year of college. So I went to a private Christian college. My freshman year of college, I very much drank the like private Christian college Kool-Aid and was just like spending all of my time in the chapel or in the prayer room or going to worship nights. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It just never really felt super authentic. And but again, college is about figuring out who you are. So I kind of giggle when I talk about my freshman year because, yeah, it just it's not who I am. It didn't feel authentic then. It doesn't feel authentic when I think about it now. And I think that it took me a really long time to learn what a balance is, because I would say that I swung to the other end of the spectrum for my sophomore and maybe even junior year of college, where you were never seeing me in chapel. You were never seeing me at church. You were, I'd stayed away from Bible studies and all of that stuff. That doesn't mean that's a misconception just because I was wandering a bit and trying to figure things out does not mean that I swung to the other end of the spectrum so hard that I was like doing drugs and breaking the law and all of this stuff. I just, I didn't see a point of church in my life at at that moment. And I ran with it. Nothing wrong with that. I think senior year was when I started to find the balance I started exploring the the town that my church that my college was in is West Michigan churches on every corner. So I just dove in and went to a bunch of different churches, a bunch of different denominations and was like, let me find something that I feel like I connect with. And that I continued doing that. Honestly, when I moved to Indy, when I first came to Indy in 2017, I went to, oh, Lord, probably like 10 different churches just because I wanted to find one that I felt was a good place for me, was somewhere that I felt comfortable, I aligned with their values, all of that kind of stuff. I think I found that here in Indy for sure, but I don't go to church regularly anymore. And I think that it's probably for a lot of reasons, but I think the biggest thing that I want people to understand is just because you don't see me in church every Sunday does not mean that I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I haven't believed in him, but there's been for all of the times that I was in my abusive relationship and when I really struggled with my anxiety and depression, I absolutely struggle with my relationship with God, 100%. I think that's very natural to do, but I think it's made my understanding of him and our relationship much stronger. Yeah. So I think that people are way too judgmental about everything. Mm. I preach 100% believe that some of the greatest people that I know are not Christ followers. And there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that quote unquote Christians who sit on their high horses and judge everyone below them 
because they believe that everyone needs to fear God and all of that really hardcore biblical stuff. Yeah. I think they had a have a rude awakening because the Jesus that I believe in and the Jesus that I have a relationship with would be someone who would sit down and have a beer with many different people who don't look like him, who don't believe what he believes, who don't act like him, who love other people than him. And they would talk about all of the ways that make them different and all the ways that make them special, but then all the ways that make them incredibly similar. And yeah, that's the Jesus that I believe in. And I believe that is as someone who's just trying to live the best life that I can, try to be kind to others, try to lead with love and not judgment, try to give back and serve and just make this world a better place than it is right now, I can't help but believe that the Jesus that I have a relationship with would be proud of me for that. Yeah. One of the things that stuck out on that show to me was it was this lady that I think she said she didn't attend church anymore. This is like the final episode. Oh, it was Carl Lentz's wife. No, this is a lady that was a part of the congregation. Oh. And she said she saw they were singing the praises of this man who was like, publicly known as an alleged child sex offender. Oh, yeah. And she like said, I, I'm going to botch the quote, but I'm going to paraphrase. Basically something about if there is a God and he's judging us and, and I have to go up against this guy, like I'm going to be okay is basically what she said. Yeah. And that is, that's crazy to think about. But and yeah, we'll go through through my experience. Yeah. And I honestly, I have a very similar upbringing. This is true. I won't bore you with it. Like I, I went to, to kids camp. It's not like Bible camp, but like that church influenced. And I went to children's services. And then when I was older in high school, like I, I played for the church band and I dropped off towards my senior year of high school that's when i was starting to like i think the best way to describe it was ask questions and i i am a this could go a lot of different ways i don't want to veer too far off the topic i i would say right now that i am having a very difficult time in terms of my faith and that can all be attributed to my mom and her passing. So I, again, I've talked about my mom on the show. It's, don't want to bore you with the details, but my mom was a, a, a very avid Christ follower and she like dedicated her life to it and to, she dedicated her life to, to following Christ and other people. And what happened to her is she got cancer, but she didn't just get cancer. She suffered more than any human being has should ever have to suffer. And I'll say it on here. I my mom told me that she wanted to go. Like she she wanted to take medicine to the point where she would overdose. That's how bad the pain was. And to live with the thinking that someone who dedicated their life to this idea, like that it sent me over the edge. And so I'll go back, back a little bit further. So that's what set me over the edge in terms of faith and religion. Church started to become this thing to me when I started seeing and noticing different, and, and I'm not going to point to any specific church or preacher or anything like that because I don't want to upset anybody. 
But I started noticing things like, wow, donations are really important or tithing is really important. Why does all this money, where is this money going? Are they actually putting it back into the community for people to help? And I have found churches that do just that. And the minister is not driving a ridiculous car, wearing a ridiculous watch, like the whole stereotypical whatever. I 100% there are cases out there where there are genuine human beings being pastors, and I think truly living a calling. But what's happened is, and, and I think it's just more, more noticeable in the age of social media, there's all these mega churches that, one, aren't serving the people. They're serving their own pocket. Yeah. They are telling people that they need to live a certain way and that their way is wrong, even though they're living a, some other hidden life. And the primary example of that is that documentary that we watched. So basically what happened is college, it was probably after college, where I was at my lowest point with church. The long six-year relationship slash engagement was coming to an end, and I was just seeing the writing on the wall. But the problem was I, when you grow up in the church, it's, it, there's a sense of guilt associated with it. For like. Sure. There, you, it's unheard of to, to be leaving. But when you start to realize as an adult that you can make your own choices and your own decisions, I played around with the idea of what does it look like to, to try to have faith but not go to a church, mm-hmm. to donate directly to, to human beings that are in need or to organizations that for sure are, are doing good out there. And I played around with that and I, I enjoyed that more. I would say at this point in my life, I do have a relationship with Jesus. We are just, we're rocky right now. and You're rebuilding and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's, like you said, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, here's where I'm most conflicted and this is why I didn't want to go off too far. But where I'm most conflicted is I build software for a living. When a software developer is writing something, they're putting something together. So the way I view the universe is it's too complex for it to exist without some sort of creation. So my idea of God is, or some type of being or whatever, power, I think that's sturdy because I just, I can't conceive a universe without like intelligent thought that went into creation. And then I, I, I have my foundation there and then I'm working like I said, on my relationship with Jesus. But it's been incredibly difficult. And it's not to say that some of the church and the church members and folks that I I had in my past, it's not to say that they weren't there and helpful during the time and passing of my mom. It's just that nobody could explain to me why this was happening. Yeah. And, And that like, that hurt. That hurt a lot. I think someone too, someone that's experienced a loss like you have, I would be worried about you if you weren't questioning your faith or something like that. And I honestly believe that God wants us to do those things, which is why it's so frustrating when like kids and young people that are raised in churches are being silenced when they're bringing up their doubts. That's it doesn't matter. That's how we learn, that's how we grow is by asking questions. And I can't think of one kid that I have not talked to that grew up in a church that didn't feel some sort of guilt later on in their life for some sort of shortcoming. And I look back and this is not to blame my home, like my, the church I grew up in. I don't blame my parents. I don't blame anyone. I blame the, 
the cultural of the quote unquote church mm. in today's society. Like without, maybe it's blatantly said, maybe it's not. But if you are not perfect, if you have a mental illness, you have been sexually assaulted, you have had sex before marriage, any of the anything that you could possibly think of that could be seen as negative or wrong, like you are not a good person if you, one, let it happen and then speak about it afterwards. And being in the mental health field, I think you and I have very different but almost similar perspectives. You come from the world of technology and science, and I come from the world of mental health. And I don't think either of those worlds are huge fans of organized religion mm -hmm. or the organized church or whatever you want to call it, because they sometimes, again, blatantly said and sometimes not, they shit on everything that you and I stand for. Like they shit on mental health. They shit on science. Questioning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's really hard to look at someone in the eye after they have just told me all of the trauma that they've experienced either by the church or through the church or through somebody at the church or whatever. And I've seen this kind of impact that it's had on their lives and then tell them that they don't have a right to walk away from Jesus. Like they can do whatever the hell they want to do. I just, I think that everyone is allowed to and should be encouraged to go out and explore what they want their relationship with faith to look like. And it's nobody's damn business what they decide to come up with. Oh, 100%. And I, th I think this is, this is th the most fundamental truth is like a relationship built with Jesus or any anything, like spiritual, anything, a relation that you have built with it is more genuine and real than one that's just been simply indoctrinated into you and Absolutely. you're too afraid to question it. Absolutely. And I just, I'm incredibly grateful for the values that were instilled in me as a child because I don't regret the way that I was raised at all. I, like I said, I don't regret my time doing really anything that I was doing in church. I just knew from a pretty early age that that wasn't what, that wasn't who I was and that wasn't what my authentic self looked like. And it took me exploring on my own and on my own terms to be able to decide that, again, I'm not against church. I'm against the organized religion that, like, preys on vulnerable people. People mm -hmm. go to church because they're searching for something. Mm -hmm. And I think it is absolutely not okay that some churches take that and exploit it. And it breaks my heart because those same people would be the people that would be coming and talking to me. Mm -hmm. and they think that they're walking into a safe place when in fact they're not and they're walking into a trap. And I just think there's too many broken people in this world. The church is always going to be able to prey on people, and there's some really amazing churches out there. Oh, and yeah. absolutely. I wish that more existed and less of the bad ones existed because I do think that churches and Christians are 100% better than what they are made out to be in today's society. But it just, we need to do better. We need to do better as a society. And it's just that simple. Yeah. Here's So here's the real problem is that the good, the genuine is always going to be out voiced because the bad 
has a larger megaphone. We'll close, I think, with a like positive. Oh, we're done. <laughs> when I say close, like the last few minutes. Let me just say this real quick before we like completely wrap up. Sure. I'm going to say something that is probably the most controversial thing that I've said on this podcast at any point. Unfiltered goals. I think nowadays people take the Bible too literally. The Bible was written before we had cell phones and before we had technology and before we had all of these things, before we had assault rifles and all of these crazy things. So people that are comparing what was written back then to what's going on in our society now, I think are very misguided. And I don't think the Bible should be taken literally. And yeah, that's my two cents on that. I think that everyone should just listen a little bit more and love mm. a little bit more and trust a little bit more. But those things have been exploited when people have done that. So I don't blame them for being very hesitant when someone says they are a Christian or they're a Christ follower or they have a relationship with God. That's a whole theological can of worms. And I said it. But no, that's totally okay. I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That's just a, that's a whole thing to unpack that is just beyond the episode for today. But let's talk about the positive. So, and, and it's highlighted in this documentary too. So like if you're hesitant to watch the documentary because hopefully you've made it this far in the episode and hopefully it didn't turn us off because it's all oh, shitting on church. The, the documentary actually does talk about the good the church can do. For sure. When it's done correctly, it can be an amazing thing, especially in times of, of need, like when there are natural disasters that happen, when the economy turns to, to garbage and tons of people lose their jobs. It can be an amazing thing. But most importantly, why is it's a sense of community. And I think every single human being, whether they want to admit it or not, introverts and all, a sense of community is, I think, a fundamental human need. Oh, for sure. We all crave it. And whatever that looks like, whatever capacity, I think church can provide that for a lot of people. It's just when it turns into, when it goes from, hey, I I recently had loss in my life, and then that gets converted somehow into a few volunteer 40 hours a week for no pay. Yeah, You give us more than 10% of your, I think it's 10% is what's asked for, for, for the tithe. That's when it starts to get really sketchy. Yeah. But speaking again of on the positive, church had a, like a huge impact on my life. Like I, I met great people. I, I had a lot of great things happen in my life because I had that sense of community. But I, I think where we're at now is we really haven't found a home in terms of a church because we're, we're still building our relationship with God and trying to figure that whole thing out, one day we might end up back in a church. I think a huge important thing is especially this mentality of, oh, you miss church. Oh, you're awful. Like you're a terrible follower or whatever. That's not the case. I, I think what we're after is a sense of people or a group of people that have had similar life experiences and they're open to talk about it. And I think the biggest thing too is if someone were to ask me what my relationship with God looks like, it's a personal relationship, and I think that's what it should be. I'm not saying church is a bad thing. I'm not saying that 
going and worshiping in the same place is a bad thing, but church is not about a building. Hmm. It's about a sense of community. And I personally have found, and I know Josh has too, that community. And it was not church that brought us together. Hmm. It was a lot of different things, but there's some of the greatest people that I've ever known. Some are believers, some are not. There's nothing wrong with that, but we are able to have our community and speak about things that are on our mind and open up to one another and support one another and encourage one another and just do all the things that a community is supposed to do. And I can still have my personal relationship with God. Oh, yeah, for sure. This was a fun episode. Like, it's obviously challenging. Hopefully, again, you stayed with us. This is a touchy subject, especially for the folks out there that maybe they've had an issue with church. Maybe you're going to church and you've never had an issue and... and goodness me like that's great Say, if you exist you're a unicorn yeah let us know <laughs> let us know about your experience and why you might disagree with us i think this is we, we've mentioned this in a couple of episodes but this is why we have this podcast is cole and i, I love having these deep conversations with her mm -hmm. i learn more about her through these podcasts and i hope she learns more about me and as always, if you agree with what we talked about, if you disagree with what we talked about, DM us and let us know. Like we'd yeah. love to continue the conversation with any of our listeners because this is a judgment-free zone. Hundred percent. Honestly, we only grow by talking and listening to other people who don't believe the way we believe. Oh, put that on a card. Put that on a card. Yeah. Just like a card, like a sticky note. Just put it on the fridge. No, I'm thinking more like, like more, a greeting more card? permanent. Yeah, greeting card. There you go. Oh boy. Again, this has been episode 18. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We'll we'll see you. Bye. Bye.